0: Everybody this is Tim Shores of Gothridge Manor. I'm at home today had a 4-day weekend on so this is day 2 of that 4-day weekend. I just received my package from Noble Knight Games. I ordered it on I think it was, it was earlier this week and I already got it. I I, I was uh Expecting it actually next week, but it already got here, so it's, that's fantastic. So I thought I'd go through some of the cool stuff that I got. Um, the first two items I'll talk about are the Goodman Games Fifth Edition conversions of class uh, and classic homage. You have the um, Exped- Expedition to the Barrier Peaks, which is number three in the series. The first one was in uh, Into the Borderlands. The second one is I think uh, what, Isle of the Dread. Isle of Dread. Yes. So like I was talking about last time, this was always one of my uh, this expedition to the Bear Peaks was always one of my I don't know the my not one of my favorite adventures in the in the TSR era, just because it introduced lasers into my fantasy gaming. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was very cool and it was an interesting um Oh, that's funny. I just picked opened it up and I was giving the example of like you know mixing my cho or chocolate mixing my fantasy into uh, science fiction into my fantasy I didn't like it and uh, James Malazewski, uh has one of the introductions which I didn't know he did said mixing peanut butter and chocolate so I find fantasy themes in in dungeon so I guess he addresses that That's kind of neat and uh, yeah I'm just I'm just flipping through it real quick guys and it looks like they have the painting of Frog Hemoth. That's interesting, what's that one for? Oh, very cool. So what I what I do really enjoy about these, these things that Goodman puts out, and, and granted these later ones, let me just double check here. Because the first one, the introduction to the borderlands, or Into the Borderlands was the the uh, classic part of it wasn't well rendered. It was kind of, I don't know, blurry and not great. I mean, it wasn't horrible. You can still read it, but it's, you know, I was hoping to clean it. These uh, follow-up ones are much cleaner and a lot more... And they still hold the format where it's, like I said, like a six font and, you know, no space whatsoever jammed together. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this looks... A lot easier to read, nice, and it's a good quality book, good hard bound book. Uh, they look really nice. Um, and then they have uh, some interviews that's what I'm very interested in. It's funny, we were talking about I was talking about introductions or inductions as I put on the title. Thank you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> um, of people who wrote the bu- book. It starts off with our author's introduction. I guess Michael per- Curtis did the fifth edition uh, version, and then you have uh, Tony D. Terlizzi. I I don't never knew how to pronounce his last name, but uh, he's got one. And then the painting of Froghemoth by Earl Otis, and then the James Maliszewski, then Tim. Wodzinski for Goodman Games interviews Diesel La Force. So there's a name here for Diesel. And then it goes into the original S3, which I bought when it first came out. Uh, kind of had to, because I mean, it was, it was during that time when there's very few things coming out, anyways. I mean, you could, not like today, where it seems like every day there's some some really cool new thing coming out, but. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah, so it's got different. So it's got different versions of it. The pictures are cleaned up. Wow, the, the maps look really good in here, guys. They re-rendered the maps, and uh, they I like it. It looks like they did a really nice job with that. Wow, real real nice. No, they got the. Old, I forgot that they had pictures too. And everything. because it's part of the S-Series. So, you know, Tuma kicked it off, and then White Plume Mountain and this was the third one. And, uh, it's, it's cool. It's very cool. I actually, when I ran a sci-fi game, uh, it was short-lived, but it was a fun, like, it was, it was a short, like, uh, it had a beginning and end kind of adventure. Um, so it was more of a, just a long game than a, a campaign, but Basically, all the technology and all the stuff I used out of uh, S3, um, uh, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks, so I just thought it was, uh, um, they had enough there for me to go on, so I, I just used what they had, and I didn't have to really come up with too much other stuff. I'm just kind of looking at some of it. The- this is, the- <laughs> this was kind of weird when you had to roll for things to happen. Um like you had to, you had to roll to determine if it was properly used or blew up in your hand. Uh, So, and then they have, I guess they did a couple versions of that. Now they have like a, then the fifth edition part of it where you can tell when it kicks into the fifth edition part, all of a sudden the font gets larger and it's like 1.15 spaced apart. So it's got a little bit of breathing room between sentences and, and, uh, a little easier to read for for folks and everything, but, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks really nice, guys. So that's, uh, oh, there's a halfling jumping down on somebody in the swimming pool. All right, so that was Expedition's, Expedition to the barrier Peace, and then I got the, 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 this fourth one, which was, or is, the Lost City, and this one I was very much interested in from the beginning. Um... The funny thing is, is I never had this module uh, because when we were when we we're growing up, my neighbor and I, we sort of just sort of had a agreement so we could buy as many products as we possibly could. So I would buy, I would get the. Um, advanced Dungeons and Dragons adventures, and he would get like the the B adventures and the X adventures, and you know the basic and expert adventures type stuff in the beginning, and uh, that would cover. So I never did end up getting getting the Lost City, and I always wanted it. And uh, yeah, introduction by Chris Doyle here. Good grief. Uh, the author, Chris Doyle, and the editor, Tim Wadzinski they look like freaking twins. i Half the picture of them holding one of those giant uh, examples of a cover. Those are cool. Those would be fun to have on the wall. Uh, let's see. So James Malazuski Z- is doing one. Mike Merles. Tim again. Harold Johnson's Bookstore. And then, then the adventure itself. Again, nice paper, well put together, clean format for the older stuff, so it makes it easier to read. Um, you know, I the funny thing is, guys, is I don't, like, say I was going to run these adventures, like, be you know, the, the expeditions of the Barrier Peaks or this Lost City. I don't know how useful it would be to run it out of these giant books. I don't know, you know, because it's so massive, I'm afraid you you could lose your pages real easy. I think I would just, you know, keep this on the shelf for reading and then actually buy a play copy for if I was going to run the adventure. Um, Because usually you can find the adventures for... It depends on which ones they are, but uh, you can find them for a decent price, usually less than 20 bucks. But, uh, ooh, the nice blue maps of the Lost City. I forgot Tom Moldvay did the the Lost City here. Very cool. He rode some fantastic adventures. Oh, there's that roper. Oh, God, yeah, I always remember that picture. That thing was so freaking cool. Cause in it because every time we saw a roper before it just like a looked like a turd with uh, tentacles and then uh this one it actually looks like uh i guess it's i guess it's not a roper I guess it's Z- zargon uh, let's see what is he said so, although zargon is ancient it is no god it is a cunning creature that discovered its godhood makes it easier to get victims hmm okay well zargon is what I imagine what, what, what my ropers look like they kind of got they got some abs apparently <laughs> and uh, it's a cyclops looking thing big ass mouth and a horn on top. I just love that picture always have you know it's funny sometimes how the interior you know you've got your cover art of things and you always have those in your mind but sometimes there's pieces of that, that are inside. Uh, the adventures that just really linger for with for a long time. This one looks like it goes directly into so you got the lost city which takes up a up to not very much there and then it goes directly into the fifth edition version. It looks like they really put a lot of gosh this, the fifth edition version they have in this is is freaking huge. Probably because it's sort of a, I don't know, I guess a mini-mega dungeon in a way. I don't know. They have quite a beasty area in the back. I and mean, that takes up quite a few pages in the back there. And new magic items and spells. But yeah, well done. Goodman Games does some really good stuff. So those are the first two. Now I get into some of my... The, these are older items that I enjoy. Um, I'm always a fan of collecting old Necromancer uh adventure modules i don't think i've ever read one but i like collecting them and reading them and i got um morrick mansion didn't have that one yet and the cool thing like i got these guys from noble knight games and i mean they were pretty cheap i think i was getting them for i don't know anywhere from five to six seven dollars or something like that so they're definitely accessible you know price-wise to folks And they seem like, even if I was buying the last one, they seem like they come up with uh, uh, replacements for them fairly quickly. Although I hadn't seen more Manson available for a while. These are third edition modules. They have different um, series. Like the other one I got is Prisoners of the Maze. And this one's by uh, Rob Kuntz. And uh, they're kind of higher level ones. This one's third to fifth. The Mork Mansion and Prisoners of the Mage is actually ninth through twelfth. So good high level adventures. I think I have this one's like in a series of three in it and everything. And I think I've got two of them now. Mork Mansion. I can't remember. They have their little designations on the top, M one and G seven. So there's different. Uh, I'm not going to take these out of the plastic right now, but they both look like they're in very good condition for. The money that I paid for them, and uh, thumbs up again for Noble Knights and getting it out quick. Absolutely, you know, love the store, and they have very good prices on stuff. This one was fun to find. I'm a big fan of this kind of this game called Esoteris. It's a uh, it's based on it's like a Gumshoe system, and um, the players are uh, kind of. You know, Think X-Files almost combined with uh, Cthulhu a little bit. Uh, and that's what kind of what you have, in a way. Uh, and this one I hadn't seen before. This book, Robin D. Laws is the one who writes mostly for it. It's called World I hadn't seen this one. And it's a pretty, actually, big book. And I thought, I think, hopefully, I have everything from Esoteris now. There's also a, another uh, kind of off shoot from it i think it's called fear itself and that one's creepy as hell too love it i mean i i ran a uh campaign i don't know if it was quite a year but it was a good chunk of a year and it was a lot of fun because you know definitely a change from heroic fantasy or even you know low fantasy this would be like low modern age and And the fun thing about that one was, is I really used the resources in the area and used real names, real places, real things that were going on. And even like if the players wanted to Google or even call the numbers that I provided, they would have went to the places that I was talking about. So it really grounded the creepiness of the horror. Um, so, you know, to make it more real. So it was a lot more fun. Oh, and then just as an aside too, I just ended up. They have uh, Noble Knights is if you buy enough stuff, you can buy these like one cent uh, add on things. You're usually free RPG Day stuff or uh, which is tomorrow. Wow, forgot about that. I won't be going anywhere unfortunately, but I'm not sure how much is out there that I would get. But Noble Knights has this thing for they do RPG. Free RPG Day and they'll send you something for like a penny. Um if you buy like I can't remember how much it is, fifteen or twenty dollars or whatever. But they even if they have uh it's ongoing as long as they have a supply for it, they go. And I just for whatever reason I've got a few copies of these, but it's the Swords and Wizardry Light uh panel, the four four panel version for it. yeah I've gotten like I don't know, I've got like five of them or I don't know. I've got a handful of them, and that way they're they're nice to hand out. And I do like to play Swords and Wizardry Lite. It used to be my my system of choice, especially when I was uh doing my uh Patreon, and now I've kind of switched over to old school essentials and used that. But yeah, I'll, you know the Tankar, you know, and who was it? Tankar Spawn, and I believe who was the other one? Zach Glazer. Um, Got together and honed it down to a very small, four-panelled. Like one side is just was for players, and the other side is for GMs. So I mean, can't get more efficient than that. It's really cool. And the last three books I ended up getting were are from Ars Magica, and they I think they're they kind of cut across the the. Uh, I guess both of these books, because cause Ars Magica comes from uh, White Wolf. It comes from, uh, I believe, Wizards of the Coast had a line for it. And then, um, gosh, there was another company that had a line for it originally. But these two books are from the White Wolf um, series of them. And I got the Medieval Bestiary, which looks pretty cool. I haven't opened that. Want, um, yep, because I just got these things. And then I got Mystic Places also. And uh, that one, Don't you know, I'm, I'm imagining it's, uh, you know, different place. It looks like it's got uh, a series of different places in there that uh, have some sort of magical Magic imbued into them because I don't know. I find ours magic kind of an interesting. Um, more fascinated with it than like that. I play it, I guess. It's just, uh, I like the like I was just talking about, esoteric. I so like grounding this magical society and game in a real world, and they're like using like real world, um, you know, church politics and terms and organizations that exist in the world and then they they weave in these this magical society which is just a I think a lot of fun and interesting and the last thing I got is actually another thing of ours magica and I, I I've only seen a few of these but it's uh, mythic perceptive perceptions or what is it Percep- per oh, oh perspectives Good. yeah Ugh. sorry. Mythic Perceptives in, um, in Ars Magica Magazine, autumn 1999. And it looks like it's in, like, really good condition, too. I have one or two of these, I think. Um, I don't know who puts these. I don't remember. Like, these things are still in the plastic. I'm not going to get them out right now. But uh, it looks... They're they're really interesting. I love the magazine stuff. And, of course, I'm a zine person to begin with anyways. And, uh, you know what? I'm going to open this one because I really want to see what's inside this. Uh, Because it just – these kind of uh, magazines like this really – I don't know. For some reason, they help me understand the game better, more perspective of it. Let's see it's cool it's it's like it made really well it's got a lot of latin in it too it's interesting the artwork is like this uh grayscale very kind of basic in there looks like uh jeff tidball was uh atlas games that's what it's from okay atlas games so that's who did these so, I don't know which... Let me see, which one is this? This is Issue 9, Volume 3. So there's <clears throat> quite a few. I think I only have one or two other of these. But anytime I see one of these things, I try to snatch them up. and, and Like I said, this one's almost more of a collector's type thing than an actual play thing. I don't know if I'll ever run Ars Magica. Although I do like the idea of it. I don't know if I will run it. It's one of those deals where you... You just have so much time, and you can only play so many games. And uh, but you can read a lot more games than you can play a lot of games. So that's what kind of what this is, and hopefully you can. What I try to do is, I guess, by justifying my purposes in my mind is like I think, oh well, I'll just I'll use some of what I read. I'll port it in. But I'll tell you the truth, just the enjoyment of reading the magazine is good enough for me too. I mean, how many people, you know, buy Sports Illustrated? They read it and then they put it to their side and, and you know don't read it again. Well, with these things, I tend to go back. It's fun too. Like after a while, these are some of those buy purchases that you get and you forget about because they're not you know like a big a big uh, what do you call it. Spine sticking out of your bookshelf Um, so you don't see it. Like with, with, you know, the Lost City and Expeditions of the Barrier Peak, they got big, fat spines, so when I look at my bookshelf, I always see them. These little thin magazines just kind of slide in between things, and sometimes when you start cleaning stuff out, you're like, oh, cool, I forgot I had that kind of thing, you know. So it's almost like you get to rediscover those all the time, so... But that's everything. Um, <clears throat> I think I spent with shipping one hundred twelve dollars on all these things. The, the Goodman game books there were, <clears throat> I think, around thirty five or thirty six each. they took up the majority of the majority of the cost. But uh, normally they're around fifty bucks, or uh, like on Amazon they're like forty some. So I mean, I don't know if it's any cheaper with the shipping. I guess it's all relative. The shipping was only like 10 bucks, so. And like I said, it got here from Wisconsin in two days. So I have no complaints whatsoever with uh, Noble Knight Games. You know, if if you're, I guess in the States, I don't know how good it would be, like, you know, doing overseas shipping and how cost effective it is. But, you know, they're definitely worth it. Definitely recommend them. But uh, that's it for today, guys. I hope everybody's doing well. Doing some gaming. Like I said, I'm still kinda of doing trying to finish some stuff up. No gaming for me for a little while. Maybe once I get these this done, we'll uh I'll be able to kind of focus on some gaming and whatnot. But for right now, no, just gonna do some reading and focus on writing. So all right, guys. You guys take care. Roll better than me, and we'll talk soon.